Turn your love into an action, into a verb, and do something. Stand up when you need to stand up. As Christians, we cannot call ourselves Christians if we don't really and truly seek to love, to love our neighbor. I know it's a very difficult place to be, but I do think that there is hope. Welcome to a special edition of the Jesus Calling Podcast as we search for peace in uncertain times. Today, we talk with television host Cynthia Garrett, who shares that during times of unrest and division, we can reach others with the most powerful word in the Bible, love. Hi, Jesus Calling family. My name is Cynthia Garrett, and I am the founder of Cynthia Garrett Ministries. And just to tell you a little bit about myself, I have worked in secular Hollywood television for more years than I really want to talk about, but my my love and my passion for my faith in Jesus caused me to start the organization and to really focus on media that is about faith and faith-filled messages. And I produce and I create programs, shows, um, films, uh, TV series, um, documentaries that really and truly share faith. My TV show on TBN is called The Sessions with Cynthia Garrett, and it uh, airs on TBN around the world, and you can find it in reruns on the Cynthia Garrett Ministries YouTube channel. I've had so many talk shows in secular network television, and I'm the first African-American woman to ever have her own network late night show. I, I used to come on after Leno and Conan. And one of the things that I always have felt made me really good and highly requested at my job is the fact that I'm a good listener and, and that I ask questions. And I always felt like it was my job to care about someone if they sat down with me on my show to give me an interview. As the survivor of childhood sexual abuse and rape and uh, a cancer survivor, uh, survivor of an abusive first marriage um, and divorce and single motherhood, I mean, I could probably be the poster child for any movement today. Um, I've had a fair amount of things that the enemy has tried to use to create a victim's narrative for my life. But through my faith and through the strength that God has given me in knowing that he loves me and that he's there for me, I have learned how to choose victory every day. And that is a daily choice. You know, one of the things that I think that we can all do is to listen. We have to listen more. Um, I think we are here because we stopped listening to each other. We listen to social media. We listen to the television. We listen to what celebrities tell us is cool. We listen to fashion. We listen to music. And we the people have stopped listening to each other. Listen to people. You know, listen to people because you'll hear their heart. We're a nation that is distracted. You know, we're distracted with all our things. We're distracted with, with our jobs. We're distracted with our friends, with our husbands, with our children. We're distracted with social media. We're distracted with all those things I mentioned before, fashion and music and just silliness. We're just distracted. We're a nation distracted. And so we don't listen to anything except that which has our attention in a moment. And we need to disconnect from all that stuff out there. And we need to stop and we need to be present more in front of the people or the, 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 the persons that we share this planet with. 
You know, there's someone that you work with. There's someone in your community. There's someone that you go to school with. There's someone that you know that is a person of color. You know, there's someone you know that's different than you. And the best way to have understanding and wisdom is to ask them questions about their experience in life and, and to listen. And then through listening, pray. Because if we can emerge from this, dialoguing with each other and more sensitive to each other and caring, you know, really caring enough to ask questions of those who are different than us, then we'll arrive at a better place, you know? And so I do believe there is hope. When you love your neighbor, racism does not exist. And if you feel a struggle with that, then I would just challenge you to really and truly open your Bible to 1 Corinthians 13 and really look at love. You can teach love. I don't think enough people really understand that there's a biblical definition of love in 1 Corinthians 13. And I find that talking about love, especially with unbelievers, is powerful because they can't really hear about Jesus until they feel like you love them. You know, they can't hear about Jesus until they feel as if you're willing to invest in their lives, that you're willing to invest time in their lives. So that's a very powerful action that you can take to actually, um, you know, do something and make a difference. Invest in people's lives. Don't ask questions only of your friend group because a lot of us have friend groups that mirror the way that we think you know, the way that we live. And I have been trying to go out of my comfort zone and ask questions of people that maybe don't have faith even, but they're different. I've asked questions of a lot of different people um, to try to understand. And, um, and I've tried to ask questions of young people. I would encourage you to ask questions from young people. There's a lot we can learn from them and there's a lot that they can learn from us. But again, they won't listen to us unless they feel that we'll listen to them. What do we do as Christians? Well, we put on the armor of God, you know, and we know that our breastplate of righteousness covers our heart. And so if we examine our hearts and seek righteousness in our hearts, um, we can make a difference. I would encourage you, you know, to just pray. Pray for people, pray for African-Americans right now, you know, pray for them, pray for an understanding of the unique road that a person of color walks in this nation and what it may mean to feel afraid. My prayer for the future is, it's really simple, you know. I have been praying a lot, asking that God would bring about his will in our nation and that in in doing so he would take care of all of his children and provide for all of his children and give us wisdom and insight so that if the answer to our prayers doesn't look like we hoped it would yet it's still the answer to our prayers because you know that often happens, right? I ask God to work something out in my life and then he puts me through a trial. And then I realize when I get through the trial that he's actually worked out the thing in my life that he wanted me to work out. So, um, 
Yeah, so my prayer is that God's will would be done and that he would give me the wisdom and the insight to understand that he's actually answering my prayers. If, if the answer and the process to answering my prayers doesn't look like I want it to look. And here's a passage from Jesus Always that I hope will encourage you. Love is patient. Notice that the very first adjective the Apostle Paul uses to describe love is patient. I treasure this quality in my followers, even though it's not highly visible in most 21st century depictions of love, patient people can stay calm while enduring lengthy waits or dealing with difficult people and problems. I encourage you to examine your own life, to see how you respond to waiting and to difficulties. This will give you a good measure of how patient, how loving you actually are. Patience is listed fourth in the fruit of the spirit. My spirit will help you grow in this important character trait, especially as you ask him. Some Christians are afraid to pray for patience. They fear that I'll answer their prayer by subjecting them to severe suffering and trials. However, suffering serves an important purpose in my kingdom and trials are not optional. They come so that your faith may be proved genuine and may result in praise, glory, and honor to me. You know, I, I often say that love is an action. It's a verb. It's a very powerful verb. Love does, you know. Uh, what do I mean by that? Um, love is messy, but love gets involved with other people. Love stands up for right because love knows that the only thing necessary for the spread of evil is for good men and women to do and say nothing. Love stands up when others are knocked down. Love will give up its seat. You know, um, love will help. Love wakes up in the middle of the night. Love doesn't ever sleep. Love answers the phone at two o'clock in the morning because someone needs help and you really don't want to answer the phone. Love is an action. Love is messy. Love is inconvenient. But love is also the most powerful word in the Bible. It is the most powerful lesson that we learn from Christ. And it is the most powerful thing that we can walk in. And it's the most powerful command that we're given because Jesus said that all the law and all the commandments are summed up in one, one simple word, love. It's really, really that simple and it's that challenging and it's that difficult and it is that necessary and it can change things in our nation.